My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm-hmm. But it's an empty road, I feel so Patriots, and it is Sunday. It's the third of December Sunday, which is pretty awesome. And we're just going to kind of roll into some good prayers today. I don't know how long it's going to be today, but it's going to be a little shorter than normal, it looks like. But we nonetheless have great prayers, as we always will have, and that's good. Um, real quick before we get going, we're going to get rolling here. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking of sleep because I didn't get much of it last night. I'll tell you. I was doing some healing work last night for some folks, and uh, I don't think I got to bed till like 2, which, by the way, 6 comes around pretty fast after that. Um, anyway, and 
how did I sleep on a my pillow, which is quite seriously like Dreamville, and a my pillow 2.0. Head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. Mypillow.com forward slash bards. Your promo code is bards. This is a great time right now to be taking advantage of those savings, all the great things they have going on. They have tons of sales and so many great products. I'm sitting here last night sleeping on a MyPillow bed with a MyPillow Giza cotton sheets with a MyPillow 2.0 pillow in a, under a MyPillow comforter. It's like a whole MyPillow system. And I can tell you right now it was Dreamville. It was awesome. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. You won't be disappointed. This is a great product set. Okay, someone says I have no sound. Here we're going to go again. Oh, man. Okay, hold on. Testing, testing, there we go. Looks like we got audio now. As people come in. Excellent, okay. Okay. Yep. I got everybody coming back in. All right. This is one of these mysteries. <laughs> I really, I honestly have no explanation for what this is. But then again, why would I? Because this is like dealing with tech on a level that probably AI level. Um, I literally just, this is, this is my procedure every morning. I come in and I take the browser and I clear all the cache. This is how I've learned to solve a lot of these problems with Podbean. We clear the cache, we get it going, I do the test, I start the music. And then we've had this happen probably half a dozen times now where I go to speak audio and it's nothing. So I shut it down and restart it and the audio is fine. So I don't know. We just suffer through the, the ridiculous and we get into the content, which is important. Okay, so... Oh, someone said, sorry for the loss of your baby calf. Thank you. And I guess some, we're going to talk about that because it's actually probably not as horrible as it sounded. Or let me put it this way. It was bad because of what they did to it, but I don't think it was as bad for the calf. So 
So real quick, just because we're, we'll start this over. Um, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night because I was up doing some healing last night. And healing work for some folks. And um, didn't get to bed till probably 2. And 5 o'clock comes around pretty fast, trust me. And I am honestly extremely blessed to have had a my pillow delay on last night. I went to a crash last night. I'm literally falling into the my pillow system last night. My pillow 2.0 pillow. We have the my pillow mattress, my pillow Giza cotton sheets, my pillow comforter. It's like my pillow straight up the whole thing. And I was in total dreamland almost instantly and super comfortable. So head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. That's mypillow.com forward slash bards. Promo code bards. We've been doing my pillow for what three plus years now. Awesome company, awesome products, awesome philosophy, everything about it. And you know, it's one of those things when you when you support a company this long, and you have them part of our community, it's for a reason. And obviously, I, I'm a huge believer in everything that my pillow stands for. And of course, a company like that is not well liked by those that would be in power. And yet they survive. And they survive because we continue to support them and will continue to support them. And this is a fantastic time to get my pillow products, especially for Christmas. If you have some friends that are starting to wake up, my pillow is a good idea. If you have some that are deep asleep, get them a my pillow. And, and you know, there's like the two, two sides of that. You're giving them a blessed pillow, and then they're going to discover it's from Mike Lindell. And if they're a liberal, they're going to get triggered. And so as they put their head on it, that triggering will probably stimulate a massive awakening in them, which is good. I can't see, they see any downside. So anyway, head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards, and um, take advantage of it. It's really awesome. So it's really good. Okay. So last night, um, I was up late and I was doing some spiritual healing with some folks. It's some stuff I've been working on lately. It's pretty powerful. And it's it's hard to explain. I'm just gonna there's a it's what I call second heaven walks. And it's literally being able to step into the spirit and pray and work with people in problems of the spiritual side. Now this is a like this is another type of deliverance. But what I want to get really clear on, we're, we're always eager, I, and we should be eager to try to help people. But I, I am really strict in my process, and I'm going to encourage you to be the same. That if somebody is wanting help to heal spiritually, please make sure you get their permissions in going in there. Okay. Um, we technically... We have, we have authority over snakes and scorpions and all the authority over the enemy, and that's true. But it sure makes things a whole lot better when you can get in and get somebody to say, yes, if you can go in and help me with some of the challenges. Because ultimately, as we know, unless a person accepts Christ and is willing to free themselves, they are not going to be free. That's in deliverance. So it's set yourself free, keep yourself free, help others to become free. The problem that happens with many, is they get stuck on things, and especially when you're dealing with extreme trauma. There's some really bad trauma out there that leaves people wounded to such a degree that they can't get over a certain bridge or they can't deal with a certain trauma. 
An example would be a legacy trauma that happened with, say, a rape. And in dealing with that, many times people can't let go of that wound. And so being able to pray into the spirit with them and help them make the turn to where you can be a guide to help them acknowledge, for example, the rapist or have them being able to step away from that memory. That's getting into kind of a deliverance and inner healing piece can be very, very helpful. But above all, and I stress this, don't go charging in there without getting authority from them. Meaning, and I do this, if someone is talking about a trauma and they say, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with this trauma. And I'll say, okay, do I have your permission to step into the spirit and to work with you? And if they say yes, then that gives me some authority to work with them. But I can't fix the problem. The biggest thing about all of this is we're trying to affect inner healing and do so so that it's lasting and it's something that they can own and something that's transformational in them. At the end of the day, the power of, of prayer and healing is magnified by their ability to accept it. Now, when we talk about like the healing Jesus did, obviously the Son of God can put their hands on you and heal you instantly. And so this is an area I kind of want to start with today a little bit in discussion about this. I've had a lot of prayer work on this lately. So this last week, as you know, I went through a reversal surgery down in Tucson, a reversal of my vasectomy that I had done 21 years ago. And though I told the story, I want to tell it again today before we get going into our prayers, and it was that near the end of the surgery, there was a moment when my heart rate dropped to 25 beats per minute, and they were in a bit of a crisis trying to wake me up and get me to um, and come out of this sedation that they had me on. And they had a, they had me on an IV sedation, not a, um, anesthesia. And I heard the attendant and I say attendant, he's the, he's the physician's assistant was there trying to, he was shaking me at the shoulder, trying to wake me up. And he kept saying, wake up, wake up, come back. And even the doctor turned as I woke up and he looked at me and said, Scott, the surgery is going fantastic. You're okay. What they didn't know at the time, so that's the, that's the in the world moment. What they didn't know at the time is that as that was happening, I was literally being held and brought into the arms of God. And this is a very transformational moment. I will, I'm not kidding you. This is a, something that was huge, has impacted me deeply especially as you're looking at his face and he's holding you and holding you in his lap like a child. And that very powerful moment had brought me in so deep into him that it affected my physical place where my heart rate dropped so low. I was never in a place where I even thought I was going to be slipping away, so to speak. But I was in the physical slowing down to such a degree that they begin to believe that I was somehow crashing. 
and I wasn't. This led to some other experiences. I mean, this was a massive download with our father. And this moment, someone said, what did his face look like? It's really hard to describe. I was going to say that it was a beautiful, loving, brilliantly white, full of light experience. Um, and it was just amazing. So that is something that has him impacted me deeply. And in the process of him holding me, there was this tremendous download that was happening of knowledge and wisdom that is still downloading and surfacing, to be honest. So that leads us to the story of the calf, because there's two stories that become interrelated that it's just been a very powerful week for me. And it's uh, it has changed, this not changes, right? Yeah, it has, it's changed me, but it is also has impacted the way that I have seen how healing works. So I leave that surgery and I'm, I'm just full. Like I can't imagine full. I mean, I, I came out of the surgery. They have said that it was the, and they've done thousands of these reversals. And there's two parts that they said that were incredible. And I, and I'm, and I don't please hear because there's something very deep about what I'm about ready to say, because it's, I think we can laugh about what I'm going to say, but it's really not. During the surgery, they take a sample of your body fluid and they test for the health of your body fluid, which would mean the test of your, of your reproductive ability. Um, and what is stunning about this is that the one, who, the person who runs the lab, who's a top PhD in this, who does the analysis, came into the doctor. I learned later. He told me actually the next day, and she put her head in the door. She said, "We have never seen anything this good." Now, you know, it's and I've had you know, people are laughing like, dude, you know, like you're all super healthy now. You can have kids. But there was something much deeper about this. And this is why I'm, I'm leading to this. I'm kind of setting the stage. And so I leave this surgery with a doctor telling me, it's like, we've never had a procedure go this easy. We've never had anything this good. We, You have been like, an, it was just the example of examples. This surgery was supposed to take three and a half hours. It took an hour and a half. And by the way, I have not had one pain, not one bit of pain since the surgery. And that's stunning to me in itself. So I didn't come back on Thursday. Doctor comes in, does a, a house call on, it was surgery was Tuesday. He does a house call, meaning to the hospital room or to the hotel room on Wednesday morning. We have a great conversation. He's like, dude, this has never been, we've never had anyone, anything this good. That's all God, first of all. Just want to be clear about that. So Thursday, I fly home. And on my last leg from Phoenix to Eugene, I, I get a text from my neighbor. And what um, I'm shown is a picture of one of the calves. And the calf has been ravaged. And it was really impacted me very deeply. And there's a lot to this because I think it's it's not lost on me that as I'm being been given the ability to create life again, there is a image sent to me of this of this calf that's left with a spine and totally eaten down. 
which was a combination of coyotes and eagles that had finished it off. And the mother was very distraught. And so my neighbors, which are just, they're just great people, had actually come on the property. They did a, they did a drive around. They found out where the coyotes were coming in, et cetera. And I talked to my neighbor yesterday, in fact, we had a good talk to where it looks like the calf was probably stillborn or it was born so weak that it really wasn't going to survive anyway. I say that only because it probably isn't as bad as I originally had thought because coyotes don't tend to, around here, don't tend to hunt cow, cattle. They do sheep and they do goats, but I was actually pretty surprised myself because cows are very protective of their young and they tend to stomp. The herd tends to stomp the coyotes. So it looks like it's, the calf was probably on the edge and I think what's important about that is to appreciate the impact, though, that it had on me because it, the, losing a life like that is precious. And when you reflect on where God is on the loss of life every day with abortions and even men getting vasectomies or women getting their tubes tied, we're cutting off the seed and we're doing so and rejecting the gift of life on so many levels. And quite literally, I, I mean, I think that we there was a word given on before the surgery, which I I believe is true. In fact, I'm honoring it as 100% true that there are voices of children that should have been born in this world that are unnamed because of the surgeries that we have done to prevent them from coming into this world. And so that's another very deep aspect of all this. This has been a very revealing process to me of the importance of life and the gift of life and the gift of the creation of life. So that night when I got back, I took a moment and I took more than a moment. I got my AR ready and um, headed up to the back hill. Now there's a funny story about this just as I go along here because the as I'm getting ready, I called my parents to say hello, and <laughs> I love my mom. I'm in, I'm in like kill mode, just so I can be real clear about this. I'm like I am literally taking going through my ammo check. I'm checking my knife. I'm I'm checking my red dot. I'm doing all the stuff like I'm gonna go hunt coyotes, and my mom is telling me about the church potluck and the roast and how nice everybody was dressed, and how much fun she had. And I'm kind of laughing. I'm like, Lord you are giving me grace in a moment of, of mindset of wanting to kill, which is great. That's, that's what moms are for, by the way. And, um, and it's to kind of give you that grounding, right? So I go out and I, I do the walk around and I, I check on the cattle and I can only see two calves, which I don't think there were four. I had said that before. It looks like there was only three at the time. And of the three, the one had died. So we were two and they looked good. And then I walked the property, kind of checking fence line, and um, got up to, I was feeling a little bit overstressed, to be honest with you. And we got a little concerned because the surgery like this, you're not supposed to really be doing much for the first couple of weeks. And I was up here climbing up the side of the hill, which is pretty steep. And I felt pretty tired, unusually so. And I found a log to sit on up on top of the I would call it an overwatch place. There's one particular place under a tree that has a fallen log I sat on, and I could see the whole area down below where the coyotes could be coming in, and I could see where the cattle were. 
And I had a most amazing encounter. And I was praying, and I was praying to the Lord on a couple of things. And I've been praying about miracle healings a lot lately. Like, what does it take to do hands-on miracle healing? And as well, I'm praying on this surgery, and I'm, I'm, this was literally a question I put before the Lord. I said, I don't really know what you want me to do, God. I said, I'm trying to steward this gift of life that you've returned to me. But at the same time, I am trying to be the shepherd for the flock, this herd of cattle that you've given me. And I'm a little bit in a, a difficult place here because one has to give. I can't, I can't be able to do both. What happens here is the most amazing moment, one of the most amazing moments in my life. I've had a number of them, and this is ranks on one of the top. As I'm sitting on this side of this hill, it's completely clear as night. You can see it all the way down in the valley. I see it up onto the other side of the, the neighbor's hill. You can see up. The sky is clear. It's, starting, it's, it's clear, but there's a light cloud that's drizzling. It's a typical Oregon evening, dark night. So this is around 9.30. Actually, no, it's later than that because at this point it's about 11, almost midnight. And as I'm praying, I look up and I see right below me about 100 meters and it starts to get closer to 50 meters. Fog just starts coming up from the ground. And it just is like this curtain of fog that moves up and wraps all around me and completely engulfs me. And I'm clear in the center, but completely engulfs me in a curtain of, of fog out of nowhere. And it was just heavy with the presence of God. And I hear God say, you are willing to sacrifice the life I gave you to protect this herd of cows, these animals. Rest easy. And in this, you could feel the presence of the angelic. And he said, I have brought the angels to protect your property. Now go and rest. And then I hear Father say, but I have something I want you to do. And he says, I want you now that you have been given life. I want you now to lay it all down for me. And I want you to love as you love the most intimate moments in your life. That's a very difficult and very special request the Lord has made because I'm a type of person that when I love and I love somebody, it's not only personal, it's deeply passionate with me. And I will give my life for them completely. And the Lord is asking me and has asked me to love like the Holy Spirit loves. And it, I've never... I don't think I've faced in the moment a more upright challenge to who I am because I'm one that in the general rule, I tend to hold back my trust on people before I pour in love. And that's not Jesus's way, but it's been my way. And I realized that what God had asked me to do in that moment was to step in and walk as Jesus walked. And that I've talked about many times here about the power of healing. And what he continued to say is he says, if when you do this, that was not an if, because this wasn't a, you get an option. Though I imagine I could have said no, but you don't say no to God. When you lean in to the power 
of healing. When we open our hearts to love one another the way we love in the most intimate circumstance, and this isn't just this isn't just a physical love. This is a true love of the heart. This is we have to change the way we see one another. That truly the power of loving into somebody and loving them with the passion as if they are your most intimate and personal friend. That sort of trust and loving into them, God says. And I'm adding all of that. So bear with me because, I, I mean, this is sounding like he's giving me all these adjectives. He's not. But the way God speaks to me is just like a big download, just like in that moment on the surgery table. And then these pieces just start to come together as you start to see the bigger picture. If probably God speaks in a few milliseconds when it takes me 10 minutes on a show to speak. And there's just no other way to say it because there's no describing the amount of what he pours in when these moments happen. And so as I'm reflecting on this, and, I, and I'm telling you because I'm focused on a, a particular relationship and moment of deep, intimate love, and I'm finding myself kicking and screaming aside of me going, no, I can't do this, Lord. I can't, I can't love everybody that way. And he says, when you do that, you will find what your heart seeks. You will find miracle healings. And so it was there that that moment and that turn, I knew where the answer would be, but God also knows how I am. And in those moments of change, and this is a moment where you're literally being put through the fire of refinement at an unbelievable level to where you have to face the one thing that you've prayed for for a lot of my life, which is miracle healing, and understand that in order to get there, you have to go over a hurdle of something you never imagined doing, which is to opening up your heart and pouring in love to even a stranger the way that you would love the most intimate and special person in your life. And that's a love that God gives us that he's asking us to give to another. And that combined with the moment on the surgery table, I will tell you, has been one of the most transformational series of events in my life because it has truly been changing and rewiring me over the last few days in deep ways to appreciate the power of the sword of the spirit, which I talk about regularly. But the power of this in the power of love is the power of what Jesus, is, Jesus wielded. It is the power of miracle healing. And healing, that includes, when I say miracle healing, that deals with deep healing, that deals with deliverance, it deals with setting people free. And it's a moment of unbelievable vulnerability, it's a moment of humility, and it's a moment that leaves us broken and weeping in the most miracle and beautiful ways when we step into it. So... I'm sharing this this morning because we are very relatively offhanded about the way that we see healings. We pray and we pray for somebody. And I'm going to encourage you to walk with me in this walk because it's not something we're just going to flip a switch. But to step into these prayers and to step into prayer healing in a way that you pour your heart out like it's your child. You pour your heart out like it's your husband or your wife 
you pour your heart out like it's that fiance or person in your life that you have just, it just sweeps you away at such a deep level. And it's not the physicality of love, it's the deep heart love that goes deep into the spirit. And as we do that and we start to recognize the true sense of the body of Christ and to reach deep, we start to see that place we need to see, which is that we are literally coming together as one and we're being reborn as one in him. But at the same time, we're healing one another and separating that influence of the wound, the sin, the demonic. It's all being separated because we're looking at that beautiful being that God was part of creating. It doesn't matter their background. It doesn't matter even what they've done. It's to bringing them home and realizing we're separating as that we say, I don't really like the way this term comes out for this particular conversation, but effectively, the sin from the sinner. And we're making that distinction from the influence to the actual creation of God. When God has a child born into this world, he's not distinguishing that this person is going to be of a certain color, of a certain mindset, of a certain ideological bend, of a certain religious paradigm. He's part of all creation of all things. And when we get into this world, we tend to be so heavily judgmental. I raise my hand on this because we start to look at things from a blind optic. We look at things from the paradigms of politics and hatred and the things that they don't like. And instead of looking at them from the wound and from the demonic, and if we'll see those things in them, we will find within them as well the beauty of their heart, which God created. And sometimes that beauty of that heart is so wounded and so deeply buried that we can't see it well. But as we release ourselves into the power and the glory of love, it is a sword that is so mighty that it will cut through all of that hardness and all of that casing and all of that resistance. And literally the walls of Jericho as a great metaphor will fall and what rests within that is causing them to be evil, to do things that are unprecedented, will become that fight that you fight, and you will slay that with them, and they will set them free. And ultimately, we step into a place of the greater understanding and purpose of love. And love is not a sufficient word. We use agape, and that may come close. But this is the only way to frame this, and I think if we all step in and breathe into this, we realize that what we're talking about is God's love. God's heart is what we're talking about, which itself is rather profound. So that has been a week-long journey, which for those of you that have commented so many times how far this channel has moved over three and a half years, or so, I'd say yes, and we're going farther now. So we're going to dig in because this is ultimately where the fight is. The fight is in the principalities. The fight is in the places that are trying to destroy humankind by the influences and things that it does to us. And once we separate that and wage our war 
to the places that are truly evil, and it's in the spiritual, this fight becomes very clear. So just as a final footnote on that, and then we're going to dig into prayer. And it's this. We, when I sat down there at the Tucson airport and I watched before me, I watched a, um, I watched illegals pouring into an airport. I um, looked at this and I realized how ma- massive this invasion is that's happening in the United States right now. And with this were illegals from people that were being poured in here by the hundreds from South America. And it's a replacement strategy, to be clear. And it's all about the family, to be clear, because they're bringing in children, they're unvaxxed, everything is about replacing who we are. And then you have this other side, which is dark. It's as dark as it gets because these are Africans they have come in with hatred for all that we are. And these are people that when you look at them in the spirit, you see the stain on their heart. These are people that have, that hate women. They hate America. They carry the stains of rape and murder on their heart. So it's very evident that what is being waged here is a war against who we are and its deepest core. And it's a place that, as God showed me, what has been happening in the spirit is now reflecting in the flesh. And so this takes us up to another level of warfare. So as we speak of love, understand that love is not soft all the time. Love is compassionate and it is healing, but love is also a mighty weapon. And that mighty weapon that we're wielding is also the weapon that is able to destroy the strongholds and principalities because we're freeing those that are controlled by it. And the only way that we're going to win this war that is now upon us, the only way that we're going to be able to overcome what we're facing is not going to be fought in the streets with blood. And it's not to say there won't be some eruption of that, but the primary battlefield of this, of this fight is in the spirit. And we have to have ourselves equipped. We have to have ourselves focused and we have to have ourselves ready to step into these principalities to be able to address and, and attack that which is causing the corrupted hearts of those here and to literally set them free and to destroy those principalities. And once we do that, we start to understand the greatness and of what, the, what God has given us and the mission which we're on. All of that, because if we don't, we are not winning this war the way we'd like to. It's going to become a disaster. And there's going to be a lot of displacement. It's going to happen. The momentum of this right now is dangerous. And what they're trying to do is flood in people into this nation, and they're doing it in other places. And they're flooding in people as they flood in. These are people they're promising everything to. They're promising them room, hotel rooms and food, and they're promising them free everything. But I guarantee you the next step is they're going to take everything away. And why would you do that? Because those that have come with, with the expectation of having everything given will now turn to those that have earned and worked hard to gain what they have. And it will be the infusion of violence by the removal of that which was given free. There has never been a more important time for us to embrace the power of prayer 
and the power of prayer warfare, which is where we're at. And ultimately, that's where we all lead. From the gift of the restoration of life, which happened on a table on the 28th of November, to the understanding of what it is to truly heal, which is to step into the spirit and love like God loves. With the understanding that as we do that, we can tear down fortresses and principalities to literally destroy the enemy's ability to affect violence in the flesh. That's a tall order. And I accept it. And I said yes. All right, patriots. Let's begin with a praise report. It's hard to believe that I have let well over a month to post this. I am in need to do so in hopes that any other Bards member won't miss their opportunity to either extend or receive a blessing. I attended the Hillsboro Bards gathering on Halloween night and stayed just under three hours. I arrived fatigued and not fully aware of the unstructured format for the night. Not a, not a criticism. The Cantrells had just given their testimony, and it was followed by a breakout prayer session. The children went about the room, and one of the boys stood between me and a man. He asked if he could pray for us. The man said no, and the boy turned to me. Nothing was on on my heart or pressing, so I replied with a no as well. There was an awkward pause. My heart said to pray, but my mind kept saying there was nothing to pray about. You know the common warring. It dug in so much that soon after I left. It dug in so much that soon after I left. Now, here's what I have learned. I might not have had something that needed prayer, or so I thought. At the exact moment, of course, I have a list of mile a mile long since that night. But more importantly, I missed saying a blessing over the young Kentrell. I graciously and bountifully bestowed as so much in my life that something is sometimes it is easy to hold out and not extend it. Well, that has what that has what God has revealed to me. So this is for the young Kentrells. Gracious Father, our benevolent benefactor, rock and great provider, thank you for the young man. Thank you for the birthing him into a generous family who has raised him to revere you, Lord, and have taught him to pray for all things and for all people. Embolden him as he ages, steady his voice, and fill his cup with your knowledge. Avail a double portion to him. Provide amazing educational studies and reveal yourself to him in those topics. Gird him, Lord. Steady him for the days ahead. Provide a hedge of protection around him and his family. May there never be lack in his life nor his family. Reveal to him your great destiny you are providing for his life so that his ways are continually narrow and straight. May he only thirst for your righteousness. In your holy son's name, amen. And Lord, forgive me from withholding this prayer that night. Amen. Again. Friends, don't ever hesitate. The Lord has forgiven me, and I hope my experience is your gain. God bless. Betorja. The enemy works in very devious ways. And the enemy gets into our thoughts, 
and attacks through the thoughts, which then we use to suppress the heart. And that's the dual warfare that's on all the time. That night was an extremely intense night, more so than most realized they had come. There was a massive warring that was going on. I was under attack all night. Brian Derrico was under so much attack at one point as we were doing deliverance, he had to take a break and separate from the attack. And he's, he's solid. We had attacks going on all over the place because we were trying to change something. We were changing the heart and nature of a knight. We were taking it from sacrifice to freedom. And so it's not a surprise that I read a prayer like this or a praise request and I'm, and I'm grateful for Petorja, for the courage to hear God's voice and to step in and extend this prayer. I'm going to share this with the Kentrells after they get up this morning. I'd like to know who, which one of the boys it was. I think I know who it was. I think it was Elijah. We're very blessed. I am very blessed right now because the Kentrells are now here at the ranch and they'll be here for some time. No timeline on this. I know the baby will be born here, the new baby, and that's exciting. And we're building something here. And I'm seeing these young, these young people who are just filled with love and filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm watching four and five years old, five-year-olds speaking in tongues. And they're excited about it. It's natural to them. And as I see them with smiles and what they do and the excitement they have with life, that is how we need to walk. They're fearless. Stylus, one of the young boys, walks around with these bands on his arm. And I asked him when they first got here, what are those bands, Stylus? He says, those are, the, those are the giants that I've slain. And so I asked him, I said, when they got back from Arizona, I said, Did you, have you slain any more giants? He said, yes. And he pulled up a white band. He said, this one. I just slain. And then he tells me the story of each one. He wears the bands on his arm. And sometimes he carries a wooden sword. See, they're fearless. And they are walking in the space of the Holy Spirit. They bless people. They put their hands on people. They speak life into people. They, and the family lives this way and breathes this way. When we're together, we speak constantly of life and family and, and scripture family goes through every morning. We all do the same. We take our time in the word, in the book. So I say all this because this is as we each need to model our lives. We need to become greater and more holy in our walk. This is how we empower ourselves for this war. So Betorja, we just pray for you right now. Father, we just pray for Betorja and pour love into Betorja's heart. And Though you have obviously had conversations with Batorja about this moment, let this be something that is not a memory of what wasn't done, but let this be a moment of empowerment for what will be done in the future and stepping forward. Batorja, let your heart now speak to God in a more greater way. Let him let God's heart speak to you as you hear him in a greater way. And let your the helmet of salvation now protect your thoughts in a way never before imagined. Let you be in a place now that when you step in, that the enemy, when it whispers, you know that whisper and you turn to your heart and you say to God, Father, let that voice be silenced and let the heart of you speak into me. 
And in so doing, Batorja, rise up now in this hour and be that mighty child of God, where not only will your prayers be asked for or given, but the glory of what God has to give you will be received. Rest easy to know that your prayer will be shared directly with the Cantrells this morning, later, and that that will be something that will be received, and I will guarantee you they will pray in return for you. What is given will be returned sevenfold. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing. One of our own, which is Melanie, has this last week lost her father. Her father was 92, I believe, and she was very, very close to him. And she lost him on Thursday morning. Those are hard losses to have. And unfortunately, every one of us at one point or another has to cross that bridge of losing our parents. I'm blessed to having two beautiful parents. And so understanding that loss is hard. So Father God, I just want to pray this morning for Melanie as we step in here. And Jesus, we just ask that you can be present with her in this moment of loss. This is a deep loss. Especially father to daughter in, in those great moments are very special relationships, different than a son to a father. And they're a, they're a beautiful relationship that, always produces nurturing and deep love for one another and the caring that only happens truly in a way that a father and a daughter can walk. So Father, we're pouring in the love of healing, of life into Melanie's heart. And let that memories of the times together not be those of mourning loss, but those that highlight and raise up the glory of life. Let all of those moments that they had together in the greatness of that walk now be that which lifts us up to make us better, to raise us up to be greater. And rest easy to know that your Father now looks down upon you. Breathe and breathe in the Holy Spirit, Melanie. And let the power of life flow into your heart. And let the healing salve of the blood of Jesus coat that heart of yours. And let that wound of loss be transformed to a glory of life and a moment of just reflection to sit quiet and be easy within the arms of the Lord. We breathe life into you, Melanie. We breathe peace in your heart and we raise you up in the glory of our King. And Jesus, we just ask that you can place your hands and arms around her just to comfort her to know that in this moment of heaviness, there is a greatness and a gift there that may be hard to see, but she has it within her heart and let that gift shine through to make us greater and more beautiful in this walk. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. John G. has asked for a prayer of peace and love, which is appropriate, I think, for all the introduction that I did today. So, of course, we will. Father, we just come to you this morning in a broader sense of peace and love in our prayer. And we pray in this place for the loving heart that we are willing to give and give to you to become greater in thee. 
Father, as I've shared the story this morning, you've asked a challenge of me that I now share with all to accept. And may this offer that you extended to me be the doorway that opens so many more to the depth of love that you seek in us all. To lay our lives down, to lay it all down before the throne, to take our most special, that which, which we covet the most dear, that which we think that we can't live without, that which has truly lifts us up in the most special of ways, those private places that we don't share with anybody that becomes our special place to go to, that coveted love that is so powerful that we tell ourselves, it's just for me. And may those moments now be laid down before you, Father, and not just laid down, but handed to you. To hand it to you and say, Father, here you are. And Father, as I knelt before you and you asked me that, and I took the two things that had been deep in my heart, the gift that was returned to me to be able to create life, and this thoughts and dreams of somehow and someday perhaps having yet again a wife and children, those most coveted places in my heart, Father, as I handed them to you, and you received them in your hand from me. Let that be something we all are willing to do. And know that with that comes the fire and the refining, where the dross is separated from the silver, and we are purified to another level. Because, Father, there is nothing greater than to give us ourselves fully to you, to separate ourselves from that which we desire, to truly lean into you and trust in you for the greater reason we are here. And let that flow of love that comes from that, that stepping into a new place, become part of our walk. That is the mightiness of the sword of the Spirit. So, Father, let that be the foundations of peace. And let that be the foundations of love that conquer and destroy strongholds to set so many free. And to wage this war on those principles as ruthlessly as if we were in a fight with a blade, but as passionately and empathetically as the heart of you. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Laying it all down. I know that we talk about laying it all down. And I would say that for myself, as I've talked a lot about it, there is a whole nother level of laying it all down when we go to those most sacred places in our heart, and we all have them. We all have those moments, those places that we don't want to share with anybody. That special place, and it's that intimacy we have in something. And maybe, and I can just give you multiple examples, maybe it's the intimate intimacy of the passion that you have that you live in your life. Maybe it's riding horses. Maybe it's, maybe it's raising children. Maybe it is your own children. Maybe it's your wife or your husband. But at a certain point, we have to bring in, bring that in before the throne and place it before God and lay it all down. If we're going to take this step to say, this is yours, Father, not mine. And know that when we do that, we're relinquishing control to him. And in so doing, 
we're raising ourselves up in a higher and mightier way through him, not through ourselves. And I will tell you, if you have not walked that, you know very well, if you have, that that's truly one of the most breaking moments in our life when we're literally letting go of what we thought we can control, of what we try to protect, of what all of this, and laying it down before the throne. So Paul and I sat last night, Paul Kentrell, and we talked about this. And this is a man who built a very successful business in Portland, had no wants of anything, and God asked him to close his business and lay his entire family before the throne and trust in him that all things would be delivered. And they have done just that. That is an ask that God is really putting on anybody's heart if you're willing to do it. But at the end of the day, that is a true trusting in him. And that is how we walk and have to walk in this time because that's part of reestablishing kingdom. Good morning, my beautiful family. I'm asking for prayers for my brother. 30 plus years ago, he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's and has tr- and was treated with chemotherapy and radiation. Now he's suffering the effects of the treatment. The chemo and radiation are eating away at his muscles and bones. A man who worked hard, could fix anything, can barely lift his arms above his shoulders. That's where he is now. A man who, let's see, a man who worked hard, could fix anything, can barely lift his arms above his shoulders. His head becomes too heavy to hold up and his spine is curving. He is, he has a hard time swallowing his food and lost some muscle weight. He has never complained. I thank our father for keeping him with us all these years. The side effects he is suffering are so hard to witness. The doctors have never seen a mass so big and now doctors have never seen a side effect so bad. Please lift him up in your prayers, Debbie. Well, Father, we just bring ourselves together here in prayers for Debbie's brother. And Father, we step in now with our arms around and hands raised, and we breathe life into this heart, a heart that has been burdened by the years of treatment that themselves are now the enemy is now using to do a corrosive attack. And yet this man stands strong, unwavering, in spite of the degradation that's happening to the physical. So, Father, we rebuke this attack, and we surround him with a hedge of protection, and we breathe life like a storm into his, into his heart. And with that life and storm, we see the rising up of the mightiness of the Holy Spirit flow through him. And so, Father, as we step there, we, we cut away the demonic attacks. We sever them and we cast them out to the feet of Jesus. And, Father, we pray life. We pray life. We pray life. And with this, we see the rise and the, the glory of what is within. And the body now is beginning to restore and the spine straightens. And as he breathes in Holy Spirit, that hesitation of being able to breathe or swallow, goes away. And as he breathes out, it's it's the things within that are being dropped into the world. He's being cleansed with every breath. Jesus, just ask and declare in your name that you place your hands upon this man from head to toe, toe to head, let this healing flow. 
and the blood now flow upon him. And with this, we, we pray into the spirit in such a mighty way that it's truly just like a beacon of light that flows through him. Any contracts made intentional or unintentional are now broken and severed and the demonic no longer has any authority here. And those wounds that sit deep within over the years of trial and, and having to walk, let us breathe life into those and heal those with the salve of the blood of Jesus. And so we breathe restoration, restoration, the beauty of this body, restoration, beauty of this man, restoration, beauty in the heart and the mightiness shines through. Let this be a moment of healing for we declare healing in Christ Jesus name. Amen. Please keep Rabbit 3 or Jessica and her family in, in your prayers. The family was in Missouri visiting family when their son, Knox, fell on uh, from a tree and broke both his ulna and radius on, both, uh, on Saturday, November 25th. While in ER, they did... Uh, they, did sedate Knox, and the doctors feel they got both bones set. Today they are traveling back home to Texas with a very sad little little, little boy with some pain. They will reach out to a couple of uh, orthos when they get home to have Knox reevaluated. Mama's heart stings. Mama's heartstrings are very hurt for her son, and Dad is feeling a little guilt as was Knox when, he, uh, when the fall happened. Please take time to pray for complete healing for this beautiful Bards Nation family. There's two updates with this. We're at the ER now due to his age and severity of the break. Both orthopedics recommend that we get into pediatric specialists today. So this was our best option. We appreciate you all and are hopeful that through healing prayers, it's aligned itself properly and we can move forward with stabilizing. Thank you all for so much of your encouraging words and scripture. Bard's Nation is truly blessing, a blessing. Second update, Knox had uh, reduction surgery and is home recovering. It went well. He, has, he was super brave. The staff was amazing, quick and efficient. I cannot be more grateful for the doctor we were blessed to work with. He called us personally, scheduled surgery, and reassured us through the entire process. He hasn't really had much pain at all. Mostly frustrated with the situation. We have a follow-up appointment next week for more a more permanent cast and just ask that you would continue to pray for our family. He's an outdoor kiddo, so this is hard on all of us. Christian. Well, Father, we're just praying for this young man. Knox, this child of life that likes to find the adventure in the outdoors, to live in your world and truly live in, in the space where the church is the greatest, in the living, breathing world of our life and in his heart. So, Father, we just pray now for miracle healing, that all those breaks are now healed miraculously, that with this we see the restoration of a body at an unprecedented level. We breathe in life, we breathe in Holy Spirit, and we lift this child up into the arms of Jesus. And Jesus, we just ask that you hold him as we place hands around him and we pray in and we declare healing upon this child. Healing that now leaves doctors stunned at the speed of recovery, the spark of life that returns to him with the eagerness to go play, to be free, to be in the world, to be in with, your, with you, Father. 
Let this moment not be one of hindrance, but one of excitement, an encouragement in his heart as he sparks with life to say, I'm overcoming. I mean, I'm overcomer. I will be healed. And let those words flow deep and let the breath of life flow over him. And let the power of the Holy Spirit flow from him, head to toe and toe to head. And may a wall be placed around him, a hedge of protection so great and so mighty that he sits truly with the envelope of the light of heaven pouring down upon him, bathing him and basking him in the perfection of healing light and war. Father, may you dispatch war angels to protect him and healing angels to heal him. And may this, the songs of heaven now rest in his heart. And may this moment be one that is so profound that Knox now not only comes through this healing, but sees and speaks in tongues and sees and speaks in the Holy Spirit and embraces you at a level never before seen. Let this be a moment of healing of the heart and the soul and the mind and the spirit so great that this child becomes yet another example, a voice, a powerful voice to speak into the power of miracle healing. In this time, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Not you, in quotations, is requesting prayers for healing and for something, something, someone, I'm sorry, in their life who was recently let out of the hospital from an extended visit. They are currently on the mend, but can use prayers anyway. Father, we ask prayers of healing in the manner that is needed for not you, in quotations. We come against the enemy and spirit of sickness and distress and call on your healing hand to be on them. Also, for their friend who has been released from the hospital, Lord, that you will stand with them, give them, strengthen them to continue the support of each other in prayer as they surrender to your will and their health journeys and overcome the sickness according to your promise that you that your stripes, they are healed. Let them be triumphant and humbled and give all honor and glory to you. Fill them with peace and protect them with your word of armor and walk with them in joy and thanksgiving for the intervention in Jesus' name, warriors of Christ. Well, Father God, just pray for the name, not you, who has sought this healing and for whatever that issues are, we know that all things can be overcome and that you are the father of miracles, the God of miracles and the living God of raising us up in such a time when doubt rests in our heart. Father, we just pray into any doubt that's in these hearts to have that cast out and that the fear be separated and any of the spell casting that's been done at these medical facilities be broken. We breathe against that and declare against that any spell cast and cast them out to the feet of Jesus. Father, let the power of life flow through. And whatever the burdens are that are carrying on them, let life overwhelm with the view upwards into you, the glory of heaven to fill them, the Holy Spirit light them, and in the process, all that is there be burned away. And truly what is left is the purity of the silver that now the silversmiths can reform. Allow this moment to be one of miraculous healing stunningly miraculous healing that leaves doctors speechless and leaves others that witness this transformation knowing that something greater than this world has happened. Let that be in the heart. Let it radiate into the world. Let the walk be pure. Let the steps be bold. Let the breath be great. And as we breathe in Holy Spirit and exhale all that was, let the newness of the Holy Spirit reform, remake, rebuild from within to create this body temple that is truly perfect in this moment. Father, we pray, pray healing. We put hands on healing. We pray healing into this. 
and restoration, freedom, and life. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. We live in the Ozarks of Northwest Alaska. The nasty men were spraying the skies with crisscross patterns last Thursday. My wife is feeling tired and lethargic. Years ago, before we knew a lot about chemtrails, we felt like we were being poisoned. Please pray for a hedge of protection for our land. Cool feet. Father, we, we pray into the principalities today that are steering this the pollution of this world, those that pull the strings of hate against your children on this land. So, Father, we place an envelope of protection around cold feet and to be able to surround them with the power of the Holy Spirit. And, Father, at your will, we request that you will dispatch war angels and healing angels into cool feet's family and, and land in which they live. And let this hedge of protection protect them mightily, that nothing then that is sprayed will fall upon them or affect them. And Father, we reach higher, for we wield the sword of spirit now and sever those ties from that which is controlling this. From a spiritual level, we wage war. And we go into these fortresses now, Father, and we speak these words, for we have with the, sword of, with the swords of heaven and the tools of war of heaven, we can collapse fortresses, and so we do. For we speak in the mightiness of the word of God. We speak the name of Jesus into these fortresses, and we shake the foundations and watch the walls begin to quake as the strings in which they use to control and puppet master the evil of this world are severed. And all of those things that they are doing to pollute these skies, to subdue your children to things that we have are beyond our control, we are now casting out and breaking those ties that anything that they spray now has been neutralized and is inert. And we breathe life into all of this. We speak a wind and a storm of life into this land. And with this, we see the rising up of the greatness of the Holy Spirit as a beacon that stands mightily in this hour, a hand that places itself before peace be still. And this storm stops. And this attack stops. And the planes that choose to spray these things, anything they spray becomes neutralized and inert. And planes that try to do evil and pilots that are trying to do evil, their hearts, now the strings of their hearts are pulled and changed. They find themselves in a place of regret, of wanting to seek forgiveness and repentance before the throne. And we declare repentance in their heart. So much so that as they fly into areas, they turn back or land the plane or find themselves weeping so much they can't even find the navigation way of going. Let the power and love of healing strike them so deep that all that they were, the evil and obedience to evil that they are is shattered and they no longer can function in the jobs that they were. We take from the enemy that which the enemy has stolen from you. We return from the to heaven what the enemy has tried to steal from you. And we separate the demonic and cast it aside, place it at the feet of Jesus. And we ask Jesus, declare war upon these and cast them to wherever they need to be. For we are the children of the Most High. We have stepped into this hour, Father, to raise our hands and declare this land healed, protected, and blessed under the authorities given to us by Jesus, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. I have a big prayer request I sent. I, I have a big prayer request if it can be sent to Scott to pray on, we would be grateful. A little girl was taken away from abusive parents. They are also drug addicts, and it was because they were financially caught high that she was taken from them. 
they were, I'm sorry, they were finally caught high, meaning high on drugs, that, they were, that she was taken from them. There is a family wanting her. They are distantly related, but there's a real complication. The judge is sending them to grandparents that are quite far away who have stated that the first chance they'll get, they're sending this little child back to her parents. The judge has already ruled on the case, but recently the grandfather suffered a stroke. And as horrible as it is, it leads us to the hope that maybe we could change the judge's mind. The difficulty is the grandparents are several states away and there are and are not in contact with anyone out here. This is a very classic case of child of a child easily getting lost in the system, and I don't want to see that happen to her. She's almost six years old and has an older sister who's right now in the therapy for having been on drugs for too long. These girls need prayers. Kansas mom, author. Father, we just feel the heart and the pain of the little one. This lost and unknowing of being lost at a sea and not knowing what love is like. A system that has no heart and seeks not to resolve things to the glory of the laws of kingdom, the glory to your heart, but rather seeks to be obedient to laws designed not to heal but to wound. Father, we begin this prayer today by breathing life into these young girls, life into the six-year-old, life into her sister. And Jesus, we just ask for your presence here to hold them as we hold them in our own prayers, to nurture them and to let them know that love is all around them and we're pouring love into them to heal them. The scars that they now carry are many and for their age unprecedented. And so, Father, we breathe life and healing into their life and their timeline to take them back to birth and to bring them forward. Parents who, for whatever reason, brought this child into the world that are equally broken, and, Father, we breathe life into them. Separating the child from the mother and father is not of the sense of the family. And so, Father, we do pray for restoration, but restoration in the wholeness of the body of Christ. Father, we breathe life into the mother, healing life that goes to the very heart of who she is, a reflection and a repentance that overcomes her heart to bring her to that place where the weeping and the realization of what has happened now puts her before the throne, the foot of Jesus asking for forgiveness and restoration. And Father, we pray for that moment to be restored that the heaviness of where her walk has been, the same with the Father, that they join together side by side, not as addicts, but as freed from those chains and those bonds that have held them, that have left the destructive path of their own children. Let that realization settle into their heart. Let the repenting heart be overwhelming to them and let those repenting hearts now seek to do what is right and right the wrongs of what they have done for their children and to their children. Father, for the grandparents, we breathe a peace in their heart not one of burden or frustration, which is cord, and there it is. It's cord because of the frustration of their own, their children who have been drug addicts that they've witnessed and the abuse. They don't want anything to do with this. They've rejected this as a, as a burden of death. But let this be a moment of life that speaks deep within their hearts, and we breathe life 
into their hearts. We breathe life into the grandfather's heart, restoration and miracle healing. Let this moment of a stroke be one that is overcome in his heart to realize that the true healing is that of Jesus and that he's being restored because of the grace that the judge has given him to take care and nurture this little girl. And for the family member that is wanting to take care of this little girl, let your hearts pour open and let the judge see that glory. And as the healing of the ends of the family, the grandparents and the daughter are now done, let this other family member be seen as a light shining out, a beacon into the night. Let the eyes fall upon them as their arms extend outward and bring this child into their life. Father, we're asking for a restoration of family to the root, one that is going to be not healing just a child, but healing all strands of this of this branch. Let it be a vine now that is restored, that bears great fruit, not just for the child, but for all those connected. And may this child be the blessing that as this, this child comes into the space of anyone's lives, it isn't rather a wounding, but a glory of heaven that flows through this child to touch them all, to restore their hearts and to raise them up. And let the root of this family now that has been corrupted down almost to the seed, we breathe life into this. We breathe life mightily into this. And we bring restoration from the seed to its branches, to its fruit. Father, this is a moment of total restoration of family. Not one over the other, not dividing one against the other, but for the hearts now to open up and realize the need to have the family support the family not turning their back on one another, but rather hearing the voice, your voice deep within, the calling to come together, to heal, to restore, to overcome. And let the Holy Spirit flood through this family as it raises that of the child and the, and the daughters, the daughter and the sister. Let them raise up and be healed. Let those drugs be purged from their body. Let the memories be erased and redone into the glory and love of heaven. And let the power of Jesus flow through this the power of Holy Spirit light the day and your love, Father, through our prayers be so overwhelming and so consuming that there can be no other answer going forward except healing as we declare healing in your holy name, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Hang on a second. I seem to have just lost my screen. There we go. Huh. I love this. All right, here we go. All right. We got some awful news this morning. A family member took his own life last night. He was a Marine, brother, son, and cousin to me. His father found him dressed in his truck, deceased in his truck, with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. I pray this demonic spirit does not affect our family. I rebuke it in the holy name of Jesus. Patriots, I'm going to do something here that I'm going to ask you. I'm telling you up front because I don't know that everybody is going to agree with what I'm about to do. And so I say this prayer up front at your will if you choose to follow. I don't believe this soul is lost. I believe this soul was used in a way by darkness to try to steal it from heaven. And so... I'm going to pray in, if you will join me, whoever chooses to join me, to retrieve that soul and bring it back to kingdom and to heal this wound and take the burden off of this family. 
I don't want to look at suicide as a curse. I want to look at suicide as the work and most devious and most dark work of the demonic. And I rebuke this openly. And I do not believe that God is so unforgiving that someone who is overcome by suicide would be left, left wandering endlessly without any hope. I believe in my heart of hearts that we can restore that wound. I believe in my heart of hearts when we step into the spirit that we can find this person, that we can restore them in a way that they can return to heaven, but that they're lost. And that's exactly what the devil seeks to do. So patriots, I lay that out to you beforehand. And I say that only in true transparency because I know this is one of these very sensitive subjects in our faith, but I believe that we can do this. And so that is my prayer if you choose to join as we begin. Father God, we are stepping into a place that is so dark. We are stepping into a place where a man has taken his life by the whispers and the evil of this demonic world that has led him to believe that the only way out was to take his own life. Father, we place ourselves before the throne and we ask for forgiveness for this man. And we plead our hearts, we plead our love for Jesus, that this soul may be saved. And Father, we declare life and we proclaim life over him and we breathe life over to what he is and wherever his soul is. And we bring and reach into the darkness, Father, with our arms and we touch him and we bring him and we look at, turn his eyes towards you, Father. And we pour life and love over him and we heal that wound that is so deep. This is the whispers of trying to trap the soul and separate it from his destiny with you. And wherever he was in his life, in his relationship to Jesus or his relationship to you, Father, we're asking before the throne a forgiveness that can settle upon him and to bring this life back truly from the truth of the, of the walk that he believes he is in the dead. Let it be no more. And we breathe life and separate those chains and bonds that have pulled him down. And so, Father, we reach into the darkness and into that area where he thinks he can never again escape. The burden of death that has settled upon his heart. The realization of the torment with Satan wants him to believe he can never escape. And we bring him home. And we speak, Marine, hear our voice. Marine, hear our voice and come to us. And he looks and he sees. But he doesn't know what to believe. And so, Father, we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to light us up as our hands reach in and extend them in full, and we reach in and hold him and bring him and guide him back to the throne. And so, Father, this walk that we make, we now bring before you as we bring this soul that was self-inflicted in his death, tormented by the voices of evil. We now ask for the healing salve of Jesus to flow upon him, to heal the wounds of the heart, and to bring him now before you for the repentance and acceptance into the kingdom. Father, for the family, we pray a hedge of protection around this family and we breathe life into this family and may the burdens of this memory now be lifted to know that this was an act of the devil, not an act of the man, to separate the action from that which was done to attack him and to kill him. And we rebuke any of the, the attacks that are coming upon this family. We surround this family with a hedge of protection. We breathe life into this family and we breathe restoration into this family and we raise this family up and we heal those wounds that are deep within the heart, the burdens of the idea of suicide. We remove them. We, we salve them. We place that blood of Jesus over them. 
and we look now to the depth of the glory of the memories of this man, a Marine, a cousin, a brother, to celebrate who he was and to praise and lift up prayers in his family to say, please, God, forgive him for his actions, for we see him not as the one who pulled the trigger, but one who was influenced by the darkness around him. And we rebuke that darkness. The family speaks from their heart. We rebuke this darkness and we celebrate his life and we plead mercy before the throne to have him restored to kingdom and freed from the bondages of the darkness below. And Father, for the demons that have done such a thing, we now cast them to the feet of Jesus. And for these whispers, Jesus, we ask that you will deal with them and judge them as necessary to cast them into the lake of fire, forever separating them from this family. For whatever ties and bonds that have put to this family and this man in the memory of this man, they are no more. For this is a man who carries a heart of war, the scars of such as he walks. We separate those ties. We breathe healing and life into those ties. And we restore those burdens of memories to such a miraculous level that this family now is not burdened by the worry of a curse, but is empowered by the glory of heaven to speak life into other people's lives, to reach out to others that are finding the opportunity now, a calling to help others in those moments of crisis, to hear the word of Jesus, to hear the voice of Jesus, and to let that shine into the world, knowing that their brother this Marine is now home. In Christ Jesus' name, it is declared. Amen. Apparently, the devil is not liking what I'm doing today because it keeps locking my screen. <laughs> it's all right. We win in the end. Okay. Next prayer. Please pray for Nathan recovering from a motorcycle accident in December 2021 in which he died four times at the scene, in the ambulance, and at the ER. Miraculously, he lived, but not without understanding his job here is not done. Currently, Nathan is suffering from what appears to be an infection. He's at the ER now. Please pray for pray the doctor makes a correct diagnosis and prescribes an effective remedy. Thank you in advance. Nathan had surgery yesterday. This is the update. And also today to make sure it's all clear, he's staying in the hospital until Monday or Tuesday for high-powered antibiotics. Zebon. This is somebody who has an anointing on his life. And this anointing is being fought by the demonic. They do not want him stepping into his anointing and doing everything they can. And so our prayers now are hedges of protection. Our prayers are reforming strength around him. Our prayers are to heal him and to get him on his feet, to understand that anybody that dies four times and is brought back, your purpose is huge in your heart. And you have to follow that. We speak words now into Nathan's heart. Nathan, you have an anointing upon you. And that anointing is before you. You know in your heart what that anointing is. And this is an anointing you have to continue to pursue. You have no choice now. Well, you do. We all have choices. But this is an opportunity that God has given you in such an amazing way. And you cannot do anything but race into this, run into this anointing. And part of this anointing is the experience you've just had. For you have had four moments of going across the veil and coming back. 
This is the story that's in your heart now to talk about the glory of God, to bring those stories of first account into this world, to inspire people, to find those that are on the edge that believe that the only way out is to take their own lives. Nathan, we breathe life into you to be that restorer, to give them the stories of your own experience, to bring them back to bring them back and into the life and into the body of Christ. Father, we pray, we pray health and life into Nathan and overcoming. For this moment now, we pray the Holy Spirit fills him and overcomes him, cleanses him from head to toe and toe to head. And Father, we wrap a hedge of protection around him, anchored in the blood of Jesus that goes infinitely down and infinitely up. And any demonic activity now that has had contract upon his life, those contracts are now null and void. And you are cast out to the feet of Jesus. Nathan is no longer of your domain, for he is now declared and brought back to the, to the kingdom. He is a child of the Most High. No authorities of the demonic anymore have any hold upon him. And so, Nathan, we need you to speak life into you. and We need you to rebuke this demonic. We need you to break the chains of those demonic. And we need you to embrace Jesus. And we breathe Jesus into your heart. And Father, this anointing, which begins in this place of story, the story to tell of life, the story of the tell of restoration, the story to tell that of the greatness of seeing across the veil and coming back. This anointing grow from that seed to become a mighty tree, one that speaks the, the life into the world with testimony that no one can deny. And this infection, Father, we breathe life and we pray for the Holy Spirit to flood through him and the blood of Jesus to cover him, to cleanse his blood, to restore him to the mightiness of what he was intended to be. And Nathan, put the wheels down and now use your feet. You're now walking in this world to speak that, to put your foot on the soil of the earth, to speak that which is life. And speak life, be life, breathe life, for you've become the restorer and one who's experienced restoration. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Holding out for another FFO men's training camp, asking for prayer cover for the 135 men heading up for encounter with Jesus. Strength will be needed as men get their hearts back, rescued, redeemed, and restored by the Father. Blessings Beat ads. My hope is more men experience the freedom they, that Jesus promises those that seek him and follow him. Next training camp is in March 2024 in Moreno Valley, California. Hope to see you there. Recon, rescue, restore, repeat. Jorge. Well, Father, we're breathing life into these 135 men and the power of Jesus, and as I have witnessed myself, the glory of what that means in their life. Let the words be spoken to be those that settle into their heart and may inspire them to seek the greater and seek the more powerful, the relationship in you, to bear before the cross those burdens which they carry, to separate from the sins which they walk to re reclaim their lives as mighty men of God, mighty men of the Most High, to be restored through the waters of the living Christ, to be baptized and be reborn in the water and then be blessed and baptized in, in the fire of the Holy Spirit. Let those moments be great. 
a moment where literally these moments become that of anchoring to the memorial stone of Joshua and his tribes, remembering this moment as one never to forget to remember back to the time and the moment of this very day that they are freed and let to be free in the world, to seek and do constantly as they must, to set themselves free, keep themselves free, and help others to be free, to be delivered from the demonic, to be healed from the burdens and scars of life, to walk those timelines together, and to bring about a transformation in their hearts that seeks to drives every man to be a father, to be a leader, to be a voice in their community. If they have severed their seed to restore that and to know the mightiness of what that brings. If they've denied children for various means, embrace that gift of, of life and build families. Take it to the root. Become the father again to lead the communities, to inspire their children, to inspire the church. For these are the men of, of the family. They are the men of which you build the structure of the family upon. They are the voices of strength in our hour. Bless them, Father. Raise them up. All the things that they are burdened with, let them be the strengths, not the weaknesses of their life. For what was done wrong gives us strength to do what is right in a greater way. And may that path be made clear in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Dear Scott and Bart's family, I humbly ask for prayers for my wife, Den Denny. She has been bat battling Lyme disease and a cancer diagnosis since 2002. She is one of the most caring and selfless people I know who will always tell you the truth. We have opened a wellness center in Eastern Nevada to help heal in our father's name. Denny is still affected by chronic pain in her joints, neuropathy, and unresolved knee injury from last year. I feel that this is the result of her work to heal others being detailed by negative energies. I know the power of prayer as she almost left this earth once, and I know my prayers to our Father brought her back to help so many. I pray for a miraculous healing and that the miracle of Christ Jesus touch her and heal her, physical as well as hedge of protection to establish infinitely around us, healing through her through the blood of Christ Jesus. May you be blessed beyond expectation. Scott, you have touched me deeply and brought my faith back so that I can share with others the blessings of our Father God. I cannot express my deepest appreciation for you, Scott, and this Bards Nation. In deepest gratitude, Rob Mayer, Badger on North Bards Nation. Oh, Rob, thank you for those humbling words. A word, Rob Mayer, is for this Lyme disease, there is a one source definitely to look at because it is a parasitic base, it appears. I know that Dr. Lee Merritt, who I've mentioned so many times on this show, has done some research to show that her protocols for antiparasites can be of great help in the Lyme disease issue. I don't know what you have done, but I, as far as your protocol and cures, but these are supplements that always seem to work so well in conjunction with powerful prayers of healing, which we will give. Our enemy is a parasitic-based enemy. Our enemy bleeds us of life force. Our enemy bleeds us of health. Our enemy bleeds us in the many ways, both in the physical and the spiritual, to wear us down, to lead us to the insane places that we are worn down and feel 
that we can no longer move forward. Our enemy is a parasite. And it's a parasite of the mind, of the heart, a parasite that affects our spiritual and a parasite that ultimately manifests in the physical. It is a parasite that worms away and, and degrades love, makes it seem like it's weak, makes it seem like it's non-consequential, and raises up the power of hate. It's a parasite that bleeds us from our health and separates us from the belief that we can be healed. So the physical protocols, Rob Mayer, only boost that of the spiritual war which we now wage. Father God, we wage war against this parasitic attack on Rob Mayer's wife, Denny. Father, we breathe life into her like a storm. We breathe life from head to toe and toe to head, and we watch as she breathes in Holy Spirit and breathes out all of those impurities and parasitic pieces fly out dead and laying on the ground. Her body is cleansed, and so breathe in, Denny. Breathe in Holy Spirit and excel, expel that which was. This is renewal. Breathe in, Holy Spirit, and breathe out, and let what you breathe out be all that which is trying to corrupt you, and let it fall to the ground, inert and now incapable of hurting another. Father, as we, as Denny breathes in, Holy Spirit, we, the Holy Spirit flows from head to toe and toe to head, purifies the blood, takes away the swelling of the joints, takes that parasitic activity that's causing inflammation, and it cleanses that and restoring the body to the perfection and function that it is. And so, Father, we continue to pray as the, the two are related, the Lyme disease and the cancer. And again, we place our hands around Denny, and we place a hedge of protection around Denny, a hedge of protection that goes infinitely up and infinitely down, and we fill that mightily with the glory of heaven. Father, we ask it, if it's your request, we, we plead for the healing angels to be dispatched and to surround Denny and to let the melodies of their hearts fill her and overwhelm her. And we hear that song singing in heaven. We hear that singing pour down upon her and wrap her in a blanket of the perfected and perfection of the melodies and frequencies of heaven. And we're seeing that restoration happening within a cellular level as the body is being cleansed and the piece is being realigned. And that power of the voice of heaven now flows from her toes up through her knees, through the torso, into her throat, and it speaks out into the world. Jesus is proclaimed. And Father, we see a light emanate. And we see this light glow greater and more powerful, standing up now mightily as a child of the Most High walking smoothly and powerfully and glorifully in this space. Father, we see this restoration happening at the deepest levels. Eyes bright, heart pulsing, the glory of kingdom flowing. And we see the love of Rob, her husband, there as they embrace, hand to hand, face to face, looking at each other and breathing that life of love between them that now restores. For Rob is a husband who has stood beside her as a, as a husband should, praying and lifting up his wife. And we ask for blessings upon blessings on this family. And may this be a family of restoring, again, Father, restoring to the root, to lift this couple up as an example of their faith, 
to give strength to others and let this healing center be blessed and may it be blessed beyond measure of one that is not just to heal but one to restore hope in the love of two to build a family of many. May it be that to takes it to the root to lift them up and truly build the mightiness of kingdom through the love of two. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. I am praying, praising, and singing to Father and Jesus, yet my heart is heavy. My son and daughter-in-law asked me to move in with them and help with the children about five years ago. The resentment and disdain is getting worse. I'm told I am no longer needed and shouldn't have been saving up to get out and should have been saving up to get out while cooking for and feeding the family of five. I am on disability. My old truck isn't running well and for now can't go anywhere. Maybe I am feeling the way Jesus felt. I honestly was, I wish I hadn't survived the illness that disabled me. I just want to crawl in a hole. Please pray for me. See Yahweh. This is an attack of the enemy. And this is a vicious one. For the enemy attacks the family and attacks love and attacks the healing of the family. It is the number one principle of this entire war. See Yahweh. You need to hear these words. You have to now stand strong in the mightiness of Jesus. This is an enemy attack not only on your family, but equally on you. And what seems impossible is more than capable with our, with our God. For he is a father of overcoming and we are overcomers. So take this burden off you and take away these, these spell castings of death. We rebuke these spell castings of death. These issues of having wish you not survived. This is ridiculousness. This is the enemy's talk. We speak life into your heart, see Yahweh. We speak life boldly as a storm that flows into your heart to spark that light and to spark that fire of righteousness that comes within there. Go back to your calling of being there with these children and be mighty in this hour. Breathe high, heavily in this hour. The reason that you came, you didn't come here knowing it would be easy. You came here to aid and rescue. So now be that person again. Overcome the worries of that which you can't see. Overcome the worries of that which stands before you that tells you you can't. And now speak life into this world. Overcome the spell cast and raise up in the mightiness of this hour. Yes, Jesus was rejected for the love that he gave, and your family is under attack. So, Father, we pray life into this family. We place a hedge of protection around this family, and we brace that hedge of protection anchored in the blood of Jesus that goes infinitely high and infinitely low. Father, like a storm, our breath breathes in this life, shaking and rocking the very foundation and awaking those that have walked in slumber who have allowed the darkness of the evil to settle in upon them. And we break any of the chains of these evil that have begun to whisper into these family. We cast them out and rebuke them and cast them to the lake of fire. For Father, this is now the hour upon which we are, that we are wrapping our arms around this family in a wholeness of the body of Christ. And as we pray, Jesus, we just ask that you'll walk amongst them, to touch them, to let them feel the power of our King. Let the children's eyes turn to see Yahweh. Let the restoration begin and let the blessings of see Yahweh for the sacrifice she's made be poured upon her. The restoration of a vehicle, 
the need for a next step. And hopefully this next step is here, Father, for this is restoration of the family. And we're praying for restoration of the family, for this is where the enemy wages war. And so, Father, we pray for a blessing that is so mighty that it goes to the very root of this family. A forgiveness that settles in upon the hearts. A repentance that settles in upon the hearts. And eyes that now that can see as scales fall and they can look at one another, not as enemies as the enemy wishes, but look at each other with love and compassion. What the family does, it comes together to help one another. Let the imperfections of the memories of speech and interactions be cleansed. Let the wounds that have been built up over the years for whatever reason be purified and healed. And may the breath of life so fill this family and this house that is raised up truly within kingdom as a beacon of hope for others to see. We pray these blessings upon this family. We pray these blessings upon Siyahweh. And we declare them in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It says, prayers for me. I am in the hospital. V. Reached out, but no update. It says, in brackets, we don't know what's going on with V. So she's one of our own. So, Father God, we just pray that whatever is going on with V and she's in the hospital, we pray for life and we pray for restoration. We place our hands up and around her and we breathe we breathe the power of Holy Spirit into her to watch her, whatever is going on, her ailments, her ills, be restored and let this be a miracle healing for whatever healing needs to be to raise her up and to be a statement of glory for the world. A statement of so much healing and so quick healing. The doctors have no explanation for it. They make this be a miraculous moment that the healing be made. Whether it's a cancer or whatever it is, Father, we just pray healing and restoration over V in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Bart's family, I'd appreciate prayer for true godly wisdom. For God has shown me my own heart, no matter how hard It'll be to accept and for me with Holy Spirit to cast off all the junk. Arriving not of him, anything not of him got to go. The junk is heavy and I'm tired. Y'all, I'm tired, y'all. I'm not giving up, but I need his strength to endure the emotional, relational, and physical mountains I'm currently climbing. Thank you. Much love to each of you. Heather A7. The Fire. This is the refining fire, Heather, and it hurts. I'll tell you a story. Within the last couple of weeks, because I crossed this bridge, and I didn't think I was going to make it. And I don't say that lightly. I've never felt so much pain in my heart. And I know that was momentary. When I say I don't think I was going to make it, I didn't know how I was going to get through it. Let's put it that way. My heart hurt so deeply. I left to go do errands. I was in so much pain. The entire trip, I was in tears, pouring tears, shedding tears, screaming out literally in my Jeep as I drove for pleading for this pain to go away. A travail of travails. All of this is the fire, the refining fire to burn away the dross and to relieve the silver as as most pure that it is. Father, we breathe in life, endurance, and strength into Heather A7. And may this moment be one of of glory, not a burden. May the power of heaven flow within the heart. May the restoration of the body be complete. And may the refining fires be so pure that what is left truly is a 
beautiful piece of silver and the dross is burned away. Let the silversmiths go to work. And let this moment be one of transformation and healing and overcoming. These mountains that we seem, seem so often we cannot climb. Father, you remind us constantly that they are just little steps in a long path of coming back to you. So let the mountain not seem big, but let it be known that it's to overcome. Let the trail not be impossible, but may it be glorious in each step. May the breath and glory of Holy Spirit flow within. And those moments where it seems most painful and where we have to confront the truth within us, may those fires burn hot and mighty. May that dross be burned out in intensity. And may the refinement of those moments be so powerful and so pure and so complete that it leaves us transformed from head to toe and toe to head. The eyes clear, the ears clear, and us walking now in the world, not of this world, but of thee. Father, we pray this for Heather, a restoring moment in Heather A7's life to stand up, to be mighty, to endure this walk with the mightiness and glory of a warrior of Christ. And so we breathe life into Heather. We believe the Heather restoration into Heather, and we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. May I please add this to Coffee in Jesus, which, by the way, I'm enjoying my quad shot breve right here. Yep, I am sipping on it a little bit as I go. You got to have that in the morning. You better have some coffee when you're going. I'm telling you. So, someone said I'm brewing now. Good. Don't miss the prayer, man. Just keep it brewing. Keep praying. Pray for, I pray for great coffee for ED. That's who posted that. I pray for a brilliant cup of coffee. So spectacular that once you brew this ED, you're going to go back and go, thanks, God. I'll never have a cup of coffee like that again. Which, of course, you will. You're just going to have to pray hard next time. That's how good your coffee is going to be. Oh, they asked if I launching Bard's coffee. Yeah, we are. And it's my own fault because I've been slipping with everything else. I got it. We're ready to launch it. I just got to get it done. It's all, it's coming. Patience. My, we've just been so busy lately, but it's, it's already been arranged. Okay. So I pray that everybody's drinking coffee, that your coffee is now so emboldened with the power and glory of Jesus that you're going to take a sip and it's just going to like flow through you and it's going to spark you with great energy of Holy Spirit. And you're going to be like, what is this brew? And you're going to remember this moment. You're going to say, that was the brew of Jesus that came into my life. And then every time you pour a cup of coffee, you're going to be like, I remember that brew. And you're going to pray on that cup of coffee and every morning it's going to spark you with a new light and excitement. Powerful, bold sip that's better than any quad shot espresso. And every cup of coffee now going forward, you'll pray upon. And it doesn't matter what the brand of coffee is, though Bard's coffee is always going to be better. Just let's not forget that. But it will be so powerful and so wonderful that it'll touch your taste buds and flow to the very core of who you are. And it will spark you into a new excitement, a new adventure, a new glory within the body of Christ. So from this day forward, may your coffee all be anointed and be greatness in the sip of the brew. Amen. Yeah, then we call that a spontaneous prayer. I think that was a prayer that was brewed in the in the depths and glory of a great smelling coffee in the morning. Oh yeah, I like that. Okay, back to our prayer. 
now that you have now all been drinking, you're now drinking. And for those that are drinking coffee right now, not freshly brewed, but you already brewed the coffee, may that coffee now be transformed before you as water is to wine into the most gracious and gloriful sip you've ever had. Amen. Yep, we just did it. Anointed coffee for Bars Nation. Oh, someone says a homemade cinnamon roll. I just made cinnamon rolls, by the way. Uh, it was, um, what day was it? Saturday. No, it's Friday. I'm sorry. Cantrell's got here on Friday. And they had had a horrible trip in. They got bad diesel in their truck. And so the kids had literally been in the truck for like 27 hours. So when they arrived, I made a shepherd's pie, which was consumed. And it was a massive one, too. I think it weighed like 50 pounds. I'm, I'm kidding a little bit. It was like a big one. And they just ate through that like it was nothing. It was a tornado. You look at it, it's like, wow, that was actually a shepherd's pie once in, once upon a time. And then I made cinnamon rolls. And quite honest, it was probably some of the best cinnamon rolls I've made. I've made cinnamon rolls a long time. I was taught how to make cinnamon rolls by my grandmother. And they just devoured them. So this is excellent. Okay, may I please add this to Coffee and Jesus? Please pray against the demons of anger and cursing I witnessed from the father of my grandsons Oof. and the physical punishment and anger. I came against him and the language my daughter leveled at the toddlers. I stated not in my house. I told my daughter that they are literally cursing their own children. Yes, yeah, death curses. This is horrible. You're speaking death over your children. They have a lot of good qualities, but both are not walking with Jesus. Praying for a return of my daughter to the arms of Jesus where she was once found, where she once found his love as a child. Thank you. After cleansing those demons out of my house with frankincense oil after they left, I'm praying Holy Spirit moves the moves to convict them and his angels to protect these three and four year olds and my nine year old who lives with his dad and is with them part time. Thank you, Scott, and all looking forward to Coffee and Jesus. Kit Kat. All right, Kit Kat. We're going to kick it. This is bad. I hate stuff like this. Really bad. Father God, who's praying into this moment here for the little ones, a three, four, and nine-year-old that are being exposed to the death curses of a reckless tongue. Father, we rebuke any of those death curses that are spoken, any death that is spoken over these children, and instead we speak life over these children, a powerful, powerful envelope of life that wraps around them, and we breathe the power of Holy Spirit within their hearts and healing in their hearts. We bind the tongues of those that speak curses upon their children, the father and the mother, and we pray the power of the Holy Spirit and love to overwhelm them to such an incredible level that it breaks them and brings them weeping before the throne. Father, we pray for the salve of Jesus, the blood of Jesus to flow upon them and to crack those hearts that have become so hardened, corrupted by the evil, and we wrap a hedge of protection around this family and we sever any of the ties to the demonic, whether intended or not. And we cast them out and place them at the feet of Jesus. And so like a storm, we breathe life into this family. We breathe love into this family and we lift this family up and the softening of the hearts, which we can feel right now, a repentant heart of the father and a repentant heart of the mother, we breathe that into them as they begin to look themselves in the mirror and hear the words and the echo as the mother remembers those moments in the 
connection in her love with Jesus. Jesus, we just ask at that moment, we flooding into this moment now as her heart is now healed and that she looks to her husband and she looks to her world and she looks to her children and realizing the preciousness of the gift of life that's placed before them. Father, this is restoring the family to the root once again, the corrupted elements of the demons that are trying aggressively to separate and destroy these children for life. And we rebuke that. And we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We rebuke that in the name of of heaven. And Father, we ask for the presence of healing angels to take presence among this family, to let the melodies of heaven flow through this family, to hear them deep within the soul, that now soothe a a wounded heart and take away the spell casting that has become predominant in their lives. We rebuke any of those words spoken. And we ask, Father, now as we breathe life into this family, that those moments will stir within, that they themselves will turn and look into the mirror and realize what they have been doing, to humble themselves before the throne. As we wrap an additional hedge of protection around these children and breathe life into these children, that their ears will no longer hear those words spoken in death, but rather hear the melodies of the angelic in their, in their head, in their heart, in their soul, in their spirit, to lift them up. And may the children themselves be a voice of healing as they speak back to the parents to ask the questions, Daddy, why do you speak death upon us? Mommy, why do you speak death upon us? Let us pray for life and let those words of the children speak so deep into the heart that it sweetly sweetly breaks the parents. That in a weeping moment of sorrow, they seek Jesus, they seek you, Jesus, to repent and to repair and to restore this home and to totally bring it back under the love of kingdom once again, to nurture, to raise up, and to restore. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Always, How can I ask for prayer? I am in really dark place and seem not to get up anymore. Always hear about family, but very hurtful for one who doesn't have a healthy family dynamic going into the holiday season alone. Love. Okay. This is always a hard time. And unfortunately, the weight of being alone is often so massive that we forget truly the love, the greater love in our, in our Father. There's not an easy answer here. I'm going to pray for this, but I just need to be clear. I'm not trying to be naive in any way about the magnitude of what these holidays do. I know that they're heavy, and I know they're hard to bear for many, but we have to be greater. We have to be greater in our love of Father to know that where we step is our role is not about us. Much of the misery that we feel during holidays is the me, the me. I am heavy. I am weightful, and we can't do that. We have to walk into a greater place now to where we seek the love in him because there's so much love that we can bring. When we're sitting here feeling the misery of ourselves, there's many out here that would just love to be loved. Do you know how many children, how many homeless, how many people out here right now just need love? And the way that we heal ourselves is through giving love to others. As we dish out love, we return that love is returned seven times over. So I don't know if this is the screen name because it just says the note is put hyphen love. So whoever this is that wrote this prayer, I want you to hear these words. This is all, this is all kingdom here. 
It isn't about you not getting up. That's exactly opposite. That's the enemy attacking you. And it isn't about your family because it's all God's family to begin with. This is about your heart and your heart now that feels wounded because of what you don't have because your family is broken. This is a family of the body of Christ that needs healing. So we pray life into you. We pray restoration into your heart and we pray the love to flow within you to realize that there are so many out here that could use what you long to have. Give, give from your heart, breathe life into others, hold them, share with them, find the places of people needing somebody to love them. These are the expectations of the flesh that we have to release to walk truly in the power of the glory of spirit. And as we do, we become, we cease to be of this world and we walk in a place alongside this world as stewards, as princes, as priests. And we speak life into others to watch the restoration of life that which truly heals our own heart. Find the children that seek to be told that they're beautiful. Find the child that needs a hug and they'll hug you back seven times more. Find the mother that's struggling to get by through the day to give a hand with things, to help her overcome with her children. Find the father that's broken, that needs help getting past an addiction or getting past a a lost job or feeling like there's no hope. We are to bring the hope and life of kingdom into this world. And when the enemy seizes that we start to own that as our own, it wages war against our heart. And so, Father, we break those burdens that are upon love's heart to separate them and to free them and to lift them up in such a way that this heart is restored to the heart that seeks to give, not seeks to take. And let the woundings inside that are speaking heavily with the whispers of darkness telling you don't have, you will not receive, it is broken, it is no longer perfect, cast those out. We rebuke them in the name of Jesus. And instead, we speak a torrent storm of love into this heart that now says, I am, I will, I say yes, Lord, and I will bring love into this world. Be the change. Lift up. Breathe life. Be strong. Lift others up and feel the rewards that it comes back to you sevenfold. And we breathe these things and speak these things in our our Savior's name, Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father God, so they are no longer two but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Matthew 19.6 Father God, I am praying a thanksgiving Jesus prayer for the blessings on the marriage of Terry and Amy. They were married October 14, 2023. I was blessed to experience the beauty of Terry and Amy becoming one in alliance in the spiritual walk with Jesus Christ. Father God, I earnestly pray for Terry and Amy in their union in marriage. God, may love and laughter fill their hearts and home for all the days and lives. May may they face every challenge hand in hand, side by side, knowing that with your grace, God, they will conquer all obstacles together. May the world be forever a better place because Terry and Amy fell in love. God bless them and their loved ones. In Jesus' name, our King and Savior, Amen Ekmak. What a great prayer for a new couple.
Well, Father, in a, in a time when so much war is being waged on the family, we are blessed with the news of a union and a marriage, a recent one. And so, Father, we pray life into this marriage. Life to the very root, life to the very seed. And if, and let there be blessings of children, and let there be blessings of a big family, and let there be the inspiration of life within this relationship. That no hindrances be put before you and the gift of life in any form. And may this couple walk truly in a deeper love far beyond the flesh to see each other's hearts as they are in the spirit, to separate the consumption that we have so often, which is the fleshly love that ends up in so many pits and falls, but rather to build this as a covenant in heaven, a spiritual marriage that's so great that they can see each other as you see us. May they be blessed, Father, with a walk here that doesn't just go for a time, but goes eternal. And may this walk be side by side. May this walk be hand in hand. May this walk be one that no matter what they face, they face it together. Not fighting face to face, but when the enemy attacks, going back to back to defeat that enemy and then turning to each other for the embrace of your love. May this love be rooted in the heart of Jesus, not in their own, but through the anchoring of the heart of the kingdom that now flows through our king and into them. And may they see each other through that bridge to build an eternal walk that will be so profound, so powerful, that it lifts up the light within each step. It raises others to seek what they have. It inspires others with the joy which they feel. And may there not be a moment that they can't overcome. Bless them, Father, in this anointed hour. Guide them with the greatness and blessings of a new couple, bringing life bringing prosperity in the family, and raising them up in our kingdom. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Update on the officer shot in line of duty in South Carolina. On Sunday, the medical team switched Luca's ventilator to standby, which meant he was breathing completely on his own. They kept it, kept in, it in his room in case he needed it. It's not uncommon for patients to get tired and need to go back on ventilators for a time. By Monday morning, though, he was still going strong, so they removed the ventilator from his room, and he, we praise the Lord for this, for this progress. We were all on cloud nine. This quickly turned south, however, as concern about Luca's neurological response grew because he wasn't responding as well as, as he had been. Throughout the day, we kept receiving mixed messages. The day honestly just felt very heavy. We continued to cling to the hope and strength of the Lord has provided us throughout all of this, and as always, it got us through. Due to the injuries he sustained from the gunshot, the doctors were not able to save his right eye. They were removed, they removed the, what, uh, what remained of it on Wednesday. The procedure went really well, and, though, and they were able to save approximately three-fourths of his right eye muscle, which was good news. They will, replace a, they will place a prosthetic eye in, at it in a later time. We're also happy to report he is opening his left eye, which is another sign of progress. Watts has been transferred out of trauma ICU, and they hope to eventually move him to Shepherd Center in Atlanta for rehabilitation. 
Please continue praying for Corporal Lucas Watts and his family. That's from Nikki Knight. This officer was shot in the line of duty and was point blank. Father, we just lift our prayers up today for Corporal Lucas Watts and his family. And Father, what we pray for here is miracle healings. And we pray for a restoration beyond restoration. First, Father, we pray with life into this man, life into his heart, life that flows from head to toe and toe to head. And we place a hedge of protection around him and we lift him up in the mightiness and glory of the light of kingdom. Father, we pray for the arrival of healing angels and we hear the resonant song of their hearts speak through him, heal him, soothe him. And so, Father, as we pray for this restoration, we're praying for something greater that there is a full restoration of his sight in both eyes. Let this not be a case where the surgical procedure of removing the physical is limited by the power and glory of restoration in the spiritual. So, Father, we breathe full restoration into this body, restoration that goes throughout his, his head and his brain, and this gunshot is completely removed, and all things are restored, and we just feel the workings of the Holy Spirit work through him and the power and glory of heaven as it begins to reform and reshape and bring this body back to the perfection and kingdom. Let our love pour into him, Father. Let our, our prayers now pour into him and feel our love of healing that's there. And any of those echoes of the darkness of what that gunshot wound is, we pull those back, we heal those, and remove the burdens of those and the memories and thoughts of Corporal Watts. Father, we pray for a full and total rehealing of this body, and we declare this in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Last one. This is actually a praise. I would like to share a testimony of how God answered my prayers. Ten years ago, I got married, then hoping for an offspring. Unfortunately, the medical result from a checkup says that I have a PCOS, which is polycyst ovary syndrome. The doctor said that's just a little chance, there's little chance to bear a child. Despite from the result, I never stopped praying and just continued doing things that God entrusted me to do. After five years of longing with faith in him, I gave birth to a healthy healthy baby girl. She is now four years old, and by God's grace, an intelligent child. God is amazing. He works, his works are mysterious. He works are in mysterious ways. Whoever read this, just whoever reads this, keep the faith of fire burning within you. Don't stop believing. He knows what's the best for you. Cherry. Well, Father, you have blessed us with a most amazing report today. And we are blessed for the story of Cherry. A reminder of the power of faith and life. Let us always celebrate that, Father of what you give, for there is no more precious gift than life. For those that are obsessed with the concepts of the flesh, let us be reminded in our heart of the power of life as one of the greatest gifts you could ever give, the power of creation. For it's within our loins, and it's what our 
one of our greatest missions and commissions here is on earth. Father, speaking from a person who has just been restored, these stories are deep and they resonate deep within our hearts, realizing the mightiness of what we are and who we are. To be greater in us, to understand that as we build our children and this body of Christ, as we raise them up, we are raising up not just children of the flesh, but we are awakening and bringing children of the spirit into this world. That the body of Christ is the full sense of the body and birth of kingdom. So let us praise for every child of the flesh that comes in. Let us humble ourselves before the throne and speak the names, encourage those who have cut off the seed or have aborted children to name their children that should have been born. Give them names and honor them for what we've taken away. And Father, for each person we encounter, let us speak the gospel of Jesus to, re, to bring, see them reborn in the body of Christ, for they too are children born into the kingdom. And let us knit together a fabric and a perfection in our walk that loves as the Holy Spirit loves, to love one another with the might and glory of our most passionate moments of love, to pour that into another, to raise them up, to heal them, to restore them, to deliver them, and to honor the glory of what they are in kingdom. So, Father, we bless Cherry's daughter as a reminder of the glory of birth and faith. We raise them both up, and we ask for the continued protection of heaven to surround them. And we celebrate life in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, another fine day of Sunday morning prayers. I don't think there's a better way to send, spend Sunday morning. I think some, some people ask me a lot of times, like, do you go to church? I say, yeah. I go to church every day, like three times a day, because I go and I do at a church with a wonderful community called Bard's Nation. But Sundays are special. Sundays are that special day that I feel this is there is no greater church than praying for healing. And I just believe my feeling is that that is where we truly bring the church into this world. And so this is really church for me in its deepest of ways. It is church in the way that we know that we're using our faith in a way to bring life into this world, that we're conquering strongholds, that we're freeing people from the burdens, that we're celebrating what the word is in such a miraculous way. Because the word is not for us to covet and hold only in our heart, but our word, our, the word is for us to speak life into this in such a powerful way that we are lifting up others and healing the body of Christ. So yeah, Sundays are church for me. And they're powerful. And they're anointed. And they're blessed with a community that we walk together on. And we share in. And we celebrate life in. And we see the results. Because that's where the miracles of the living God appear. And that's where we begin to see the power of our faith in real time. So, Father, we want to thank you today for an amazing moment, an anointed moment for sure, of this time and place where we come together each Sunday. I want to thank you, Father, for the blessings that you give us in this time. 
an ability for us to commune, to pray, to worship, to celebrate life in the most amazing of ways, to bring the scriptures into the living breath of life, to pray for our families. And Father, we pray for our families right now, for this is the greatest war that sadly has so many have been lost from and deceived from as they look to the various institutions of the corruptions of men to think that their fight is there when in fact the war that's being waged is that of the destruction of our families. So Father, we breathe life into families. We breathe life into marriages. We breathe life into the children of the kingdom that walk. And Father, we place hedges of protection around those families to lift them up and to continue to strengthen them and to raise them up and to build those places within the home to be able to speak truth and break the strongholds of evil and to now find the love amongst them to realize that these families are anointed, they're gifts to cherish them, to nurture them, to raise them up. Father, we breathe life into all of those that seek life. For those seeking children, we breathe life into them to give them families in this hour. And Father, we pray for the overcoming spirit to face this enemy fearlessly, knowing that we have the authorities to overcome, that those authorities were given to us by Jesus, and so to speak Jesus in our world and to let others see and feel and experience that power of prayer as we walk with the anointing of Jesus, to let them see that light, to see the authorities which we command, not from the sense of pride, but from the sense of love. Guide us, Father, in these hours. Jesus, bless us in this walk. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Patriots, I want to thank you for a very wonderful Sunday morning. And... uh As always, it's blessed. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for fishers or for peace be still until then or until the next time god bless and out for now oh i wanna feel something i just wanna breathe again dive into the deepest Get back in my body